What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We have an NFL Wednesday with a little mix of a Monday rundown today. Sean and I caught up on everything sports. We started off with NBA, then we went over to MLB, then we finally did our NFL Wednesday, and then we finished it up with a little college football. I let Sean cry for a few minutes, so enjoy the pod. We'll be back later in the week with an NBA preview, so look out for that, and again, enjoy the pod. guys and welcome back to another edition of the sorry to interrupt podcast we're here for kind of a combo episode monday rundown and wednesday nfl we have a lot to unpack today tom how you doing man doing all right sorry everybody no monday rundown i've been busy um but a little more settled and ready to go yeah congrats on the new apartment dude thank you man thank you um like like you said before this, living with the girlfriend, no no multiple TVs in the living room, holding out for when we uh, for when we get the mortgage and we get we get a house that we're going to settle our roots in, holding out for that time. And get a man cave down there. Yeah, you don't have to call it a man cave. She's allowed down there. I just want you know multiple <laughs> TVs, three preferably. Uh, that's fair. Eighty uh, inch and two forties yeah. below it. That's what I told her. Perfect. That's because nice you know if she right if she says eighties crazy, then I can say, okay, how about a seventy two? You, you you start the bar really high with something crazy, and then you work your way down. Seventy two inches TV. Yeah, that that that's gonna feel like eighty. You won't know the difference. Thank God she doesn't You're listen from- to this. Shout out to Michaela. <laughs> Thanks for the support, Michaela. All right. Um, <laughs> there you go. Tom, um, obviously we're going to talk plenty of football. we got week five to recap. We've got a rough weekend of college football recap for both of us. Um, But we have to obviously start with news of the NBA with two teams with championship aspirations and their superstars are honestly in two of the worst situations. And we'll start with my boy Kyrie for the Nets. A lot's come down over the last couple days. And where we stand right now is the Nets basically told him to stay home. And until his vaccination status changes or the mandates in New York City change, he's not going to be a part of this team. And um, that happened relatively quickly because as of Sunday, Nash was saying, well, we're going to see how it works out. We're going to try to integrate him. And with the powers that be, they just decided yesterday this ain't fucking happening. What were your thoughts? Um, good for them. Nip it in the butt. You know, bud, whatever the word is, whatever the saying is, you don't want that kind of distraction. You don't want, you know, him playing a third of the games because I'm sure other states have mandates as well, trying to work him in as if he's coming back from injury every couple weeks. Um, And then my opinion on the other side, listen, anti-vax, vax, whatever you want to do it. At the end of the day, if your company says you have to get vaccinated and you want to work, then that's what you have to do. Kyrie went to college before he had to get, you know, there was vax. You and I both went away to college. There's vaccinations that you have to have to be on campus. Even to, I think you even have to be vaccinated to even commute to school. Not really sure about that one. But again, we've gone over this a million times. This isn't the first uh, mandated vaccination 
that uh, America has seen. So his employer told him not to come in. The powers that be um, in New York State are not letting him. And listen, it is what it is. I still think when we do our NBA preview, which should be coming down the pike, I don't know, Sean, we got to talk about that off the pod. Uh, the Nets are going to be up there for me, but listen, keep him away until he can be there full time. Yeah, and there's a lot of other layers here. So according to Shams, who, I don't know, I, I respect him. He's right up there with Woj for Absolutely. me. And I think everybody in the NBA. He came out yesterday and reported that people close to Kyrie said it's not even the fact that he's anti-vaccine. He's not anti-getting the vaccine. He wants to, quote-unquote, I have it right here, be a voice for the voiceless. Kyrie Irving is upset that people who are not allowed to work because of their vaccination status. So this pisses me off more than anything else because, as we know with Kyrie, there's a lot of reports, but he doesn't say anything outright, right? I, I think this goes back to last year, and Stephen A. said it. If you want to be a philanthropist, then fine, but then stop taking checks. Right. Oh, he's going to still make $20 million this year. And the Nets have to pay him in case he does get the itch and get the vaccine. I know he's in shape because he showed up to camp. He's ready to go um, before they told him to go home. But, you know, this isn't – it's not the time to take a stand. And this isn't the right – stand to take well let's think about this whether it's the right stand or not to take you and i are obviously in lockstep that it's not the right one we've been screaming forever get the vaccine do what your employer tells you to do take the sacrifice literally everybody else on the team is vaccinated regardless of how they personally feel about it here's the thing if if you're not going to take the vaccine and this goes for Kyrie, and this goes for everybody else in the workforce then you're going to suffer the consequences and Kyrie's yeah, getting off part, easy because a lot of these people are just getting straight up canned with a lot of okay, so, normal jobs. Right, which is where his stance is completely moot because he's still getting paid. That direct deposit still hits for him. Not for home games, Ooh, but he's going to be nice. paid. He's going to be paid for literally every single road game that can be played in a city that doesn't have a mandate. So he won't be paid for the MSG games. He won't be paid for the game in um, – in LA and he won't be paid for the game in San Francisco, but he will be paid for everywhere else as long as they don't have a, a vaccine mandate to, to play in the game. So where I'm at with this is he's trying to be this, this martyr, right? He's trying to say, I'm, I'm going to, and this has only been reported by people close to him because he doesn't say anything, which makes it really hard to be a voice for the voiceless when you don't talk or ever say anything. And the issue that I have is how is this changing anybody? Because those people who are not going into work for vaccination status or their companies telling them to stay home or they're firing them, what is Kyrie Irving not getting a vaccine and playing basketball going to do to help that cause? Absolutely fucking nothing. So this is so stupid. And there was a tweet. I wish I can remember who it was, but it was somebody that covered the Nets, and he said, basically, Kyrie, all he always tries to do is play chess while everyone else is playing checkers. That's how he looks at 
pundits and the media and everybody else, right? Like he's so far above them. Well, he just checkmated himself because he basically is in a lose-lose situation. If he comes back and cries and plays basketball, then he never really stood for anything. And if he stays out of this, he basically has to retire because the Nets can't play him and the Nets can't trade him because nobody wants him and he has no value. So he's in an absolute crazy situation right now, bro. Yeah, I mean... If if you're going to collect the game checks and all that stuff, you don't really stand for anything, you know? Well, that's my point. Like, how – seriously, try to reconcile this. Like, how is he doing anything for the quote-unquote um, voiceless? Voiceless, yeah. No, it, it's, it's tough. It, it's really tough to break down because you can say, oh, give all your game checks to – to the people that are that are getting laid off and all that stuff, but you know what? I'm not going to get in the guy's pockets, and I'm sure he donates a lot of money. But aside he's from incredibly that, philanthropic. It's yeah. aside from that, it's just a it's a stupid hill to die on when you're doing it this way. So another wrinkle to this is that obviously it was reported during their preseason game the other day that Woj came out and said that it was going to be a conversation between Marks and Joe Sy with KD and Harden, and then Tuesday morning rolls around, and Mark says it came down to Cy and himself. I don't believe that. There's no way this gets done without KD signing off, which leads to believe there has to be some friction in that relationship, and honestly, no matter what happens with Kyrie, I'm grateful for him coming here, because that's the only reason KD is here, and KD re-up for five more years, which is the most important thing if you're a Nets fan like me, but He's literally fracturing all of these relationships and leading to an unbelievable friction and and probably he might have played his last game with the Nets because now it comes out that after this decision was made, Tom, the Nets are no longer going to even engage with him on what was going to be an opportunity for a four-year $172 million extension. That's <clears> off the table. Now, he has a $36 million play, player's option next year he can exercise, but with teams being unwilling to trade for him or give up significant assets for him, the Nets have to just hope and pray that this situation resolves itself because they're basically – their hands are tied and they're paying money to a player who's unavailable for them. Well, first of all, there's only one way for this situation to be resolved, and that's he gets the needle in the arm or gets two needles in the arm depending on which one he decides to go and get. My second point to this is we all told you it was going to happen. Whether it was COVID or if COVID didn't exist, it'd be something else. He's done this every single place he's been. And now it's just happening to you. Thank God KD re-upped. Thank God you guys went and traded for Harden. He's done this everywhere. And, you know, you laugh, but you're not surprised. No, and, and I, I certainly will call myself out. You know, I was naive enough to think. Well, I hey, remember. You know, I remember. one of his best friends. And he oh, he, wa- the this is the, listen, he wanted Tom, to this go is, to. This is the first place that he's gone where he's wanted to be. Kyrie, yep. I don't think, listen, honestly, bro, and I don't know him, nor am I psychologist, whatever you want to call it. I just don't think he really wants to play basketball anymore. I think he wants to play basketball on his terms, and it's obviously not his number one priority. Yeah, well, fine. Make your own league or go play in Europe where they'll worship you or China, and they'll let you do whatever you want. This is the NBA. It's definitely weird. Do you think he's played his last game as a net? 
I don't think so. I, I, I think eventually he's there's going to be a big Instagram post with him with a mask on, getting a needle in the arm with the sticker, and um, he comes back when he realizes the um, the severity of his decision. Um, but I, I don't think this is his last game as a net. And to be honest, I think more than anything, it's up to the Nets whether or not this is his last game, not Kyrie. Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, the other uh, uh, possibility, obviously, is too, is that the new mayor of New York City is sworn in on January first, and he changes the uh, the vaccine mandate, or everything's better come playoff time in April. Uh, Dr. Fauci did say that there's a chance everything's totally back to normal by the springtime. That's when the playoffs start, and then Kyrie comes back in uh, when these when these uh, mandates are lifted. Either way, the the, Dr. the future Fauci, of the Nets. Welcome on the pod. I know he's on a massive media tour. He always is. Um, yeah, there, there's this is something that the Nets don't need, and and above all, man, I will say I'm very proud of, of the Nets brass for finally sticking up for for themselves. They they've really jumped through hoops to accommodate this guy, and I know it's worth it because they got Durant. And they got hardened, and they have a chance to be championship a championship team. But fine, they, enough was enough. Enough was definitely enough. Kyrie got KD there. KD got hardened there. Domino effect. You guys are golden either way. Um, I think you're going to be one of the top top teams, probably the top team in the Eastern Conference, and one of the top teams in the NBA. So, not not nothing crazy to worry about. T- Kyrie was uh, the third banana there, anyways. Yep. So we'll see how it plays out uh, over the next couple months. Uh, last NBA point here, Tom, but obviously we have our preview to do. Thank God for Patty Mills, talk- huh? Oh, my God. Thanks, God, for Patty Mills. I liked what I've seen from Javon Carter so far. Cam Thomas can fill it up. And you know yeah. Sean Marks, he's always aggressive um, on the buyout and trade markets. So we'll see. Uh, ben Simmons returned to Philly in a, in a, in a plot twist. And I want to read this to you real fast. This is pretty interesting. Uh, John Johnson, who covers – the Philadelphia 76ers said no players have spoken to Simmons and Doc Rivers quote unquote assumes he's here to play, but who knows thoughts. Maybe he was craving a, a cheesesteak. <laughs> they are great. They're, they're very good. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, he really didn't have any leverage. He's on a four year deal and he's coming off um, an embarrassing final playoff series against the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't really know what his... Hawks. Excuse me, the Hawks. Sorry. Lost my teams there. Seems like forever ago. Um, but I know, it's really it not. Um, he didn't have any leverage, honestly. And, I mean, you gotta come crawling home or else you're gonna be like Kyrie. Yeah, this one's interesting. Uh, I think this because one, Because obviously mean, he was losing I, a lot of money. He absolutely was losing a lot of money. He was bleeding cash. And I, I know you're going to ask me at some point, so let's just get it out of the open. I don't think he ever plays another game for the Sixers. I, I, I think a deal gets done. Yeah, the the 76ers have said so far that no offer that they've gotten has come close to what they want. Which That's Daryl Morey playing hardball, of course. Of course. There was a... Uh, rumored package that they turned down with the Spurs that was headlined by DeJounte Murray. I would have um, taken that, depending on what else was with it, honestly. But they're 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 big game hunting, and they're not getting Dame Lillard. They're not getting 
what they want from the Warriors or anybody else. So I, I don't know. I would have taken it. Yeah, it obviously depends on what else is out there, right? Or do you think that as the season begins and, and starts moving along that there's going to become a trade partner there, right? I mean, we obviously saw yeah, last think, year Harden I think that's Houston. what Daryl's banking on, um, you know, desperation of other teams. Whether you like it or not, there's always a big injury to start the season. So, I mean, we'll have to see. Or maybe Portland gets off to a – to a two and, and 12 start or something you never know you never know um so you you you're saying that he's not playing another game for philly no he's he may just gonna start be the season philly. he may start the season on philly's team but i just think they tell him we're we're don't even bother showing up yeah we'll pay you because you are willing to be here and listen we're gonna work on trying to tra- find a trade partner and you just kind of sit back right there it is Fascinating, fascinating storylines uh, out of the Eastern Conference, and I can't wait to do our preview because these are just subplots and what's going to be a very active season. Um, yeah, I think you have to go. Any other the assum- pieces I, there? I just think you got to go under the assumption when you're making these picks, which I will, that neither of the guys are going to play the rest of the season. That's how I'm doing it. I think that's fair. I don't know how else you 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 do it because even if Simmons does start with Philly, I don't. The writing's on the wall. He's not going to be there long. No. And listen, it's not like this is a first from Kyrie. He could get the vaccine and then be out, you know, quote unquote, you know, for personal reasons and and gone for two weeks. So you just never know. That's for damn sure. Um, Let's move on to baseball real fast, Tom. We have an ALCS. Red Sox beat the Rays somehow. Yeah, man, I mean, it's not looking good. This might be another one of, quote-unquote, their years. Um, worst worst scenario as a Yankees fan or any other baseball fan besides um, Houston and, and uh, the Red Sox for, for a matchup. Uh, cheaters versus cheaters there. It sucks. So let's ask. Let me ask you this, because this this is fun, and and I'm interested to hear where you come down on it, and we can have a quick discussion. Obviously, the the Astros advanced; they dismantled the White Sox. That series was never close. Yeah, bad um, pick by me. As a Yankee fan, yeah, Larusa certainly didn't make them any better. As a Yankee fan, Tom, with every, with all the passion that you have in your heart for your one of your sports fathers and this team that you love so much and this team that's frustrated you. Who in the hell are you rooting for in this series? If you had to pick one to pull for, who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for the Astros. Mm. I Listen, now I live across the street. My apartment's right near my uncle's house. He's a massive Red Sox fan. His kid's a, a dumb Red Sox fan that was talking shit to me, and I put him in his fucking place. Um... And I didn't even mention all the championships we won because I don't like to argue things for that that I hadn't been alive for. You tried to tell me the Yankees right. haven't been good in the last few years, and I pulled up their record over the last few years um, and just told him, he, I just kept saying, you sound stupid. Now you sound stupid. And he shut up. Um, but I, I just, <laughs> I, I can't take a Red Sox World Series. Yeah, this one is actually, to me, a little bit harder once you go deeper into it than 
what meets the eye. So you and I are obviously trained to despise all things Boston sports, you especially with the rivalry with the Pats. I know the Jets have not really had much of a one with them. But you hate Boston sports, I hate Boston sports, and we hate the Red Sox. We grew up in a time where the Yankee-Red Sox rivalry was at a fever pitch, right? You had 03 and 04, they reversed the curse on us since then. They've won three other championships, and we've won one. Um, this is harder for me. I might actually have to say I might root for Boston, and I'll tell you why. There is always going to be the Yankee-Red Sox rivalry, right? Like, it's embedded in us. It will never go away. But over the last 10 years, it hasn't been much of one, really ever since the mid-2000s. One team's either been really good or the other team's not been that good. And in 18, when Boston beat the Yanks, they were so much better than the Yankees were. And because the Red Sox won a couple championships, it kind of took the the luster out of it, like not like quite like 04, right, when they finally beat us. I fucking hate the Astros. They took a championship opportunity from the Yankees for cheating. They have so many unlikable players, and they've stood directly in our way when we were probably just as good as them of beating us. So I might actually say, listen, as much as I hate the Red Sox and I don't want to see Boston celebrate, I just can't fucking stand the Astros. Fair points. You're not going to have to put – you especially being down in Texas even more so, you're not going to have to put up with the shit – that I will have to put up with. I am vehemently rooting against the Red Sox. Let's just root for a draw. <laughs> I like that. Are you going to watch any of this series, or are you just going to say fuck it? No, I'll watch it. I, I watch everything that I can get my eyes on. I've been busy lately, but I'm still keeping my eyes on on every single team, every single series. I, I'm going to watch. It, it depends on how, how well the Red Sox play, honestly. I may have to turn off a few games here and there. Yeah, probably. I'll I'll begrudgingly watch some of these games, but oh man, that draw scenario that you laid out is perfect. Um, <laughs> on the NL side, <laughs> the the Braves beat the Brewers three games to one. They're in the NLCS, and we have a game five tomorrow between the Dodgers and Giants. How do you see this game playing out? Good pick by me for the Braves. Um, let me see who's pitching. Logan Webb again. Logan Webb's pitching for San Fran. He he hurled an absolute gem in game one. And I think Uranus, as you like to call him, is starting for the Dodgers. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Yeah. (coughs) What say you? The cough is still there, but it's much better, by the way. I can tell. I can tell. Um, It's tough, man. I'll take the Giants at home. Okay. Dodgers season ends. Oof, that's tough stuff, rating champs. All right, you ready to move on to some football? I'm more than ready, Tom. I'm more than ready. All right, you've got, them, uh, you've got a special order for me here, so I'm going to go by your notes. Uh, Rams beat the Seahawks 26-17. to uh, Russell Wilson ruptured a tendon out six to eight weeks. Listen, the Rams, their offense hasn't looked as good lately. Um, their defense has looked... More than serviceable, um, they did what they had to do. They got the W. Russell Wilson being out six to eight weeks, he said four, but I don't think so. Everybody else is saying six to eight. Um, I think this all but ends the Seahawks season, unless my boy Geno Smith can do something. <laughs> so glad you mentioned him because he was going to be the first name I brought up to you. I'm in agreement with you, by the way. I think Seattle season is done. Anytime you have to lean on Geno Smith, who honestly I forgot was in the league, um, 
I'm, I'm sure you were. That's their backup. Like shocked. You were so excited to see the Geno Smith experience again, right? In a different shade of green. Uh, lead a team down the field, make some plays, and then throw a red zone interception. I was like, ah, oh, I've seen enough. <laughs> well, you had to see it for about six or eight more weeks. I know. I, I looked at the screen. I said to myself, same guy. I'm done. Yeah, I know. It's uh, It was definitely interesting to see him actually play pretty well, and then it wasn't all his fault. Lockett fell down on that route, but it was just a perfect interception. It's like, yep, that seems right. I'm with you on um, Seattle. Uh, it, that's They're not going to recover from that. Russell Wilson is that team, um, and the way the rest of that division Back is playing. In. I'm with you. I'm with you on uh, the Rams, though. They didn't really impress me in this game. They they held on to win a tough road game in division, which is important on a short week. But uh, ever since that Tampa game, they've had two games now where they've looked kind of vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, their offense does not look as hot as it started. No, not at all. Um, I, I think they're going to figure it out, though. What do you think? Because that division's kind of, kind of imploding a little bit, aside from themselves and and the Cardinals. Well, they have a really good defense, which is going to win them games when their offense isn't clicking on all cylinders. I agree. I think kind of like Tampa last year, we're going to see as the season goes on, they'll be a lot more in sync, but they will have a couple of these games where I, I wonder if Stafford has a little too much pressure on him or if or if maybe they need to reel him in just a little bit. Maybe he doesn't have to throw the ball 55 times a game, but they are the second or best team in this division. Uh, they're definitely top two. I still think they're the best. Um, I think Arizona is definitely going to make the playoffs, and I'm going to lose a couple bets I made with my buddies. But I, I definitely think they're they're more than good enough to be. They're they're the best team in this division. Yeah, I mean, let's look at it. The Rams are four and one, right? They had one clunker, but that that they destroyed Tampa. And they, they handled business in this game on a short week. I, I don't see any reason to really fall off of that ledge if, if you're if you're pulling for the Rams. No, not at all. Um, I, I just think it's a blip. One of my sports fathers is going to get in the lab and, and figure it out. I agree with you there. And they're playing my Giants this week, which is going to be a recipe for absolute success for them. Um Let's unfortunately talk about our locals. We'll lead off with your team because you played in London. By the way, sorry to interrupt, my friend. Um, yeah. The Jets have the Seahawks' first-round pick this year. Ah, that's right. They do from the Jamal Adams trade, the gift yeah, that keeps the other on giving. Pick. Yes. That is huge news. I am going to root for the Seahawks to lose every single game from here on out. So you've got Seattle to root heavily against, and I got the Bears. Yes, finally. We have some, some it's a little scenario in common for both of us. Let's get back to the Jets, though. Um, I mean, they made a nice comeback in the second half, but uh, this team is decimated by injuries, and they look young. I was just talking to my friend on the phone, like, dude, we're so close to being the Cleveland Browns. Um, maybe that guy was wearing a Brady Quinn jersey, but it was all taped up with 30 different quarterbacks on there. That's going to be us soon. And and the thing that reminded me of that was, of course, Geno Smith starting for the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to... It's when hard was to the last time we had a reliable quarterback for more than 10 minutes? And I'm not counting Fitz or Brett Favre because we didn't make the playoffs with those guys. Is it like Chad Pennington? I was going to say Maybe Pennington, even Mark yeah. Sanchez. 
Yeah, the first two years of Sanchez are honestly good. I, I think Jet fans kind of give him shit because of how bad it ended, but they just took every they took every weapon for him away. Yeah. <laughs> but his first two years, you go to AFC Championship games twice. I mean, Absolutely. that's not a fluke. But yeah, I, I would say Pennington probably right before that test of Verde gave you a few really good years. It's bleak, man. It's bleak. So what? What are your takeaways from Wilson? You've got five games on him now. He had that really good game a week ago. We were talking about his performance against the Titans. I mean, dude, he's not completing the really high percentage throws. I mean, he's, he problem. threw a screen pass to a guy that hit him in the back. I mean, the guy has Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, arm talent. Like, he's got a rocket arm. Justin Herbert's up there, too, I guess you could say. And maybe Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson doesn't have a finger right now. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he he can't make, like, this... He's like the guy when you're playing pickup hoops where when there's no pressure on him or anything and he's got... And he makes these crazy, amazing shots, but then you hit him with a bunny layup and he hits the side of the rim. Right. You know, like a bunny layup that seems to matter where you, where you're down. You know, it's game point and you're down and he gets a layup to, to help a comeback and he just misses it. That That's like Zach Wilson. It's like, all right, you can make all these amazing off-script plays. But, and I mean, I said it a couple of weeks ago. He needs to take – not every play has to be incredible. Like if you actually watch a Chiefs game and not just Bleacher Report or House of Highlights – Patrick Mahomes is is taking what's out there for him. Not to well, mention con- Patrick Mahomes also has a high-powered jet fuel offense, and the Jets don't. Correct. And, and listen, when the, when the story is written of this 2021 Jets campaign, no one is going to talk about how great his weapons are. But let's not talk about how he has nobody. I kind of like this Michael Carter kid that you have running the ball. Yeah, out of and, North Carolina, I liked him as well. And I, listen, I, I don't disagree with you. They definitely put some weapons around him. It's not the Kansas. What I was just saying was, it's not the Kansas City Chiefs, but these guys are able to get open, and and he's just not getting them the ball. Well, and and Lafleur is drawing up some plays to help him out, but he's not executing the checkdowns. And the the troubling thing I see with Wilson is. You know, you watch these other rookie quarterbacks, right? Like, it's abundantly clear when we talk about the San Francisco-Arizona game that Trey Lance is not ready to make huge plays on the NFL level. But he's got a hose. We see Justin Fields. He looks a bit more comfortable now because he's not being asked to make huge throws and giant plays down the field. He really just has to make those third and four conversions or those six-yard conversions across the middle of the field. And he's able to do that. He's got really good poise. I don't see that with Wilson. And I think part of the thing to be worried about, and I'm not, you know, obviously throwing the white flag up on him yet, but the thing that I worry about with him is is his confidence really waning because they don't have that veteran quarterback who they can finally just put in and say, listen, kid, no worries. We'll get it next week. Because, yes, he's coming back in these games. but this Oh, is the, the backup that I've been bitching about said, since preseason? Right. I mean, the defense is at the point. I mean, the Jets were down 17 nothing. So the, the Falcons are just saying, listen, get your yards. We don't care. And that's when Wilson has seemed to play at his best this year. 
But you can't have these games where you're coming from behind. His confidence is getting rattled, man. I don't know how it can't be, right? Yeah, I, I see a lot of Danny Dimes and Sam Darnold in him, unfortunately. But also, what did you what did you expect when you don't have a backup quarterback to, to relieve him and you didn't put a team around him that's going to be able to go out there and beat teams that are better than you? And unfortunately, Atlanta with that offense, as bad as it's looked, is a little bit better than you. It's a little bit better. Um, what'd you take away from the defense? I like how they kind of kept you in the game, but God, they, they got off to a horrific start. Listen, defenses fight until they realize that their quarterback sucks at about week six, week seven, and then the Jets are going to start losing games 30 to eight, to seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like how, how some of the guys look fast. I don't like how they've dealt with the Marcus May thing, but I mean, this this... Defense has some fight, and I think you got to give Salah some credit there. Yeah, we talked about that last week, right? Like, they seem to have resolve, and they seem to have fight, but... We got you're, our you're one total. win. Pack it in. Let's, let's see They're some They're listening signs to you. And, and keep it moving. No, this was my week where I was going to root heavily for them, hope they win. They lost. Now let's pack it in, boys. Yep, it's, it's time to fold like a fucking cheap tent. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which... Oh, what a disaster Sunday late afternoon was for, for my football team. And Will Smith, congratulations on your Cowboys. They look fucking great. Um, it helps when almost the end. 72% by the time the game was over, 72% of the week one starting offense for the Giants was not playing. So I'm not taking anything away from the Cowboys. They did look a little sloppy early. They turned the ball over twice. Uh, Dak had a had a pick, and then uh, they fumbled inside the ten yard line that the Giants recovered. But goddamn, is that offense? We'll talk Cowboys real fast, dude. They are so good offensively, and Dak is Dak's in the MVP conversation right now. Absolutely, he he has not skipped a beat coming back from his leg basically falling off. That offense is all gas, no breaks. They are. I think they might be, with Kansas City having a couple hiccups, they might be right up there with Buffalo for the best offense of the league, and i throw the Chargers in there as well. Um, mm-hmm. And their defense went from being, I think, 31 to 16, and that's really all you need in this league nowadays. And Diggs looks like fucking, they mentioned Deion Sanders a bunch of times. I mean, he has six picks in five games. Yeah, and eventually you're not going to hear his name that much because they're just not going to throw at him. Yeah, why would you? I mean, he is absolutely electric, and I mean, he he started as a he came to Alabama as a wide receiver, and they turned him into a corner. So you see the ball skills. I mean, he's a guy that doesn't just knock balls down. I mean, he he can pick it too. Um, to the Giants, the the Cowboys are one of the best teams in football, and will enjoy yourself. Um, the Giants are are this was horrible for, from the get go. I, I mean. You have Galladay run a couple routes. He's out. Andrew Thomas doesn't start the game. Amazingly, the Giants didn't give up any sacks. But Barkley steps on on the heel of a defender. His ankle swells up like a fucking hot air balloon. He's uh, now out another couple weeks. So this guy tough. just cannot catch a break, man. Such it's, a it fluke sucks. one, too. It's, they're all so fluky with him, man. I don't know what it is. And then you've got Jones, who, after the Giants cannot convert two straight uh, two straight opportunities from inside the two-yard line with Booker. They roll Jones out on a QB keeper, and he lowers his head into the defender, and he gets his absolute shit rocked. And 
it's not often that I look at a concussion and I'm like, whoa, that's bad. I mean, he was falling over. It was scary shit, man. Yeah, he's going to miss probably two weeks with that one, I'd say. But listen to this. The judge came out today and said in concussion protocol, everything is clearing up just great, and he might be active on Sunday. I wouldn't play him against the Rams. I'd say, listen, we're going to lose anyway. Here's Mike the Glennon. thing, bro. Head injuries are not linear. You could feel better one day and then, like, shit the next, so. Yeah. Well, and this isn't the NFL of 10 years ago where they don't really look at you. I mean, they're they're very diligent, and this is their franchise quarterback, so they hope. And He's looked you know, good, he's been too. Really good. He's, he's looked really good this year. He's looked really good this year. but And Glennon, I didn't think, looked half bad. I mean, obviously no. you don't want him as your starting quarterback, but he didn't look half bad in that in that game. Maybe Dallas just did, gave him some yards or whatnot. But to me, the biggest storyline for the Giants in this game, amidst all the injuries, Kadarius Toney looks like a fucking stud. Oh, man. Uh, is there a shiftier player in the league? He's insane. He was just giving dude the wiggles out there. He was catching everything, too. Yeah, man, I think you guys found yourselves a good one there. I mean, obviously, he's not—he's not Devontae Smith, but he's not somebody where you're going to look at and be like, "Shit, the Giants really got the second best player." I mean, he is—he's going to be a problem for defenses for a long time, as long as he keeps his head on straight, because he ended up coming punching back somebody. and sucker punching a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, my piece of advice to him: let's not go close fists at a helmet, okay? Really good advice. He said it's it'll never happen again, and he's you know maybe it's a rookie mistake, and let's just hope so. Um, but I like the, I like everything about this kid. I, I think they found a really good player, and of course Ingram had a good game in, in uh, situations that didn't matter. Uh, he caught everything his way when they were losing by twenty. Healthiest Anything player else on the Giants right you? now because even Tony's hurt. Yeah, even Tony's got his ankle and. Uh, he says he wants to play this week. We'll see how limited he is. Uh, anything else on this game for you? No, not really. The Cowboys just look like one of the classes of the NFC, and I'm just excited for them to go down, and, and we'll be all excited for the playoff game and them to lose. Let's fucking hope so. Yep, man. Let's keep it moving. Uh, next game up, we got the Patriots beating the Texans barely. Uh, Davis Mills looked pretty good. He did. Yeah, he looked really good. What else do we have to say? Anything else? Well, the Patriots might not be very good. I think that's safe to say. I mean, they're two and three now. I definitely agree with you. This was for their season. To start off one and four, I think you just um, put a nail in the coffin for the playoffs. But... I mean, the Giano Smith signing doesn't really look like that That uh, Aaron Hernandez. I know he's a murderer, but he's a very good football player and Gronk kind of thing with him and Hunter Henry. Um, they're running back Harris, Alabama. Roll Tide, not this week, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> he's got blocking issues. He's got a little bit of fumbleitis. Um, and then their wide receivers are just a lot to be desired. Yeah, and Mac Jones is starting to look a little bit like check down Charlie, too. He's not really making a lot of big throws down the field. Yeah, and I think that's partially McDaniel's design, and I think it's also just because they don't have any real weapons. Like, Nelson Aguilar looks like looks like Nelson Aguilar four years ago. Yeah, he's not really getting much separation. I agree. It's not Their weapons certainly aren't the best, but Jones is not really making a lot more of them. 
all I'll say to this game is Houston, you got them beat. Why are you trying this funky punt design and then you got the punter kicking the ball into the back of the O-Lyman's head? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and let's keep in mind, they don't even have a first-round pick, so it's not like they're they're tanking. No, that was just bad teams find ways to lose in every conceivable way, and we'll be talking about that plenty as we move down the line. Um, one of those teams will be next, and I feel so much for this team. The The Vikings beat the Lions 21-19 on a last-second field goal. Before I go into any of this, Tom, what, where were you watching this game, and, and what, what were your thoughts as you watched the last 40 seconds unfold? I was watching it um, at my mom's house. Um, again, we moved out. My mom's every my, my whole family saw me you get one go back, and I feel like I really didn't take advantage of that because I was only there a few months. Uh, maybe I should like live part time. Does home. it carry? What did you say? Can it carry over? Can it carry over at all? No. She oh. literally said to me again today as I was picking some more stuff up. She said, "Oh, you're finally moving out. I'm gonna miss you, but you use your one one go back." Nice. Don't so, let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, that'll be that'll be like her knitting studio soon or, or whatever she wants to do with it. After I clean it up, there's a lot of uh, a lot of inventory for Dino Hypeco. Shop DinoHypeco.com. Um, with that being said, I was watching this game there. Awesome job going for two. Left a little too much time for your boy, Captain Kirk. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think so. It was only 36 seconds, and the defense had played well in this game. I mean, what a swing of emotions. I really fucking feel for The Detroit. Dolphins are not I the heard. worst. Te- I mean, excuse me. The Lions are not the worst team in the league. And they've, no. got, they've got one or two wins in them, I feel it. Yeah, but we're also in tough territory now where we're entering week six where you have so many of these close games where you can only stomach so much before you kind of just quit because you have no belief that somehow you're going to win. I saw something where it's like in the Super Bowl era – the Lions are the first team ever to lose two games on walk-off in the same season on walk-off field goals of more than 50 yards, and it's happened to them twice in the first five games. Hey, Dan Campbell will say it'll only make you tougher. Oh, boy. And he was crying in the press in the press conference after. Yeah, he's a big, tough guy, but I, you see that connectivity he has. He feels for his team. I, I, I can I can appreciate that, a grown man weeping. And listen, dude, this was, this was a huge win for Minnesota because if you have any chance in this division, because Green Bay certainly doesn't look like world beaters, you can't lose to the fucking Lions at home. Yeah, you think he uh, – I mean, I know the game was at home, but you think, he, you think he got on a plane and left his team and had some girls grinding up on him? Well, this game was in Minnesota. So you think he skipped the plane ride and uh, hit up a local uh, establishment? I do not. No. I think he went back with his team, like uh, every coach in the history of NFL football has done outside of Urban Meyer. Absolutely. These are two non-playoff teams. I don't think there's much else to say. No, but uh, a part of an absolutely wild ending to the 1 o'clock window on Sunday. Yes. Eagles-Panthers. 21-18, Eagles end up coming back and winning. Your boy Sammy D. Falling back to earth. D in this game. Falling back Awful. to earth. Hurts, man. He's something. Listen, everybody's getting caught up in the fact that they won this game. They won this game because their defense 
kept them in the game, and, and Darnold just could not make a fucking play to save his life in the second half. Hurts made a couple big plays to get them the win. I'm not taking anything away from him, but let's also not discount what the first three quarters were because he was pretty horrific in this game too. He's a fourth-quarter guy, baby. But, yeah, he did huh. not look good, and I think you got to take the good with the bad with him. Yeah, I think he's going to be kind of a middle-of-the-road quarterback. He's good enough to make some plays to win games, but he's also bad enough to keep you away from winning games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Devontae Smith does look good running those routes, though. Oh, he looks great, and, but doesn't look great in those stupid Eagles colors. Um, Saints beat Washington 33-22. We got the good and the bad of Jameis. This Washington defense are absolute frauds. I feel like an idiot for picking them to win the division. They suck. Yeah, they're they're pretty bad. Heineke did all he could, but he's just not good enough. No, he made a couple of egregious decisions with the football in the fourth quarter that really put this game on ice for New Orleans. I don't take too much away from New Orleans in this game. They went on the road. They feel bad about how that Giants game ended. They needed this win against an inferior team, and they got it. Yes, they did. Um, I still don't know how I feel about the Saints, so I need a couple more weeks. I think that's fair. I think a lot of people do. I don't know how to evaluate this team either. Bucks beat the Dolphins 45-17. Anything to say? Tom Brady is ageless, and we still – it's amazing how we can gloss over a 44-year-old throwing for five touchdowns. Yeah, we don't deserve them. It's crazy. Antonio Brown, by the way. Maybe he was right about some of those other places he burned down. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> we saw agree. what happened in Vegas and Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I mean Tampa Bay's they're world beaters. They're they're obviously we know what they are. Titans beat the Jags thirty seven nineteen. Obviously the Jaguars did not play for Urban, uh, and the Titans obviously feeling shitty after losing to the Jets. They they beat up on a really bad Jaguar team and kept them winless. Yep. Nothing else to say there. No. Packers Bengals, another overtime crazy ass game. Yeah, I mean, they the Packers defense did not look great in this game. Joe Burrow made a lot of great plays, but also a lot of mistakes. Um, but he went all out for his team. Rodgers was surgical towards the end, and Mason Crosby decided he was going to make one kick that day. This game had me cracking up, man. So I had the red zone on and. Um... Only I needed one TV for the one o'clock window. Um, and I'm watching this game and Mason Crosby had missed two field goals in the last three years. He misses three in this game. And then you have the kicker for Cincinnati who thought he won it. He's celebrating as the ball hits up off the upright. By the way, if it's close, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. You might want to remember that for next time. And you're just thinking there's no way Green Bay is going to settle for a field goal opportunity with Crosby who can't make a fucking kick, go for a touchdown. The time's almost expired in overtime, and they did, and Crosby made it. Remind me a lot of that Lawrence Tyne situation in the NFC Championship game. But this game was fucking nuts. What do you take away from these two teams after this game? I think the Bengals are a frisky team. They beat a lot of bad teams to start the season. They're not a playoff team by any means, but their defense is a lot better than we thought it would be. And the Packers are still figuring a lot of shit out. 
Those are good takeaways. Yeah, I, I was definitely surprised with how casual the Packers made this game look, but you might have to give credit to Cincinnati. They were three and one coming into this game. They could easily be four and one. They're three and two. And we'll let the Packers, you know, R E L A X, right? They'll they'll figure themselves out. They're obviously the best team in that NFC North. Yeah, not not hard to be, but they are. Yes, sir. All right, we move on down the line here. Steelers had their best win of the season. Well, I guess their best win of the season was in Buffalo, but they actually played well in this game. And they beat the Broncos 37-19 at home. Big Ben actually looked halfway Big decent Ben is back. In this game. No, he is not. Um, anything to take away here in this, in this football game? No, we said at the beginning of the year, Teddy Bridgewater is going to beat the teams he's supposed to beat and lose to the teams he's supposed to lose to. That's that. Um, still not impressed with the Steelers. They lost a lot of players as well. Um, they've got to figure out how to get Najee Harris the ball even more because uh, he's electric. He is. He really had some moments in this game where you see why they're going to be so excited about him in the Steel City for a long fucking time. Bears beat the Raiders out in Vegas in a game I don't know if anybody watched. The Bears won 20-9. Do we want to talk rude now, or do we want to wait till after the game? No, I mean, there's really not much to say about the game. I think the Raiders are are going to free fall from here. Um, Fields look good. He, he managed the game well. The Bears' defense looks stout. Um, I need these wins from Chicago. I'm sorry to say it, Sean. I know you're rooting mm. heavily against them, but I did pick them to make the playoffs. Um, you did. And then as for Gruden, um, I've never seen a quicker resign. I, I I feel like he was like, well, shit, I fucked up 10 years ago and it's helping me out now? God damn, great. And now he's off doing whatever he's going to do with a lot of money in his pocket. Would you text me? You said like, Wow, like Gruden would say, wow, the internet, this stuff is still saved for 10 years? I had no idea or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wrote, oh, you mean you mean to tell me if I put something on the internet, it's there forever? Like, I feel <laughs> like was. that's something he would say. Yeah, no, that was it. Well done by you. Um, Classic. I'm yeah. not surprised. No, and for the game, I guess I'll just say this. It's the second straight week that the Bears actually catered the game plan to Fields. What a what a concept, right? Make your rookie quarterback look good. Good job, Nagy, who once again took all the credit. And I know the Bears fans absolutely despise him still. But, yeah, Bears got to win 20-9. to nine. I'll address Gruden here. I think we should do it a little bit of time, not much. But, I mean, he hit the trifecta. Racism, misogyny, and homophobia. What, what else is there? He got them all in. Yeah, um... Do you think, or which offense do you think is worse? Oh, it's not even close. So you, you're talking about Urban Meyer? Yeah. Oh, it's not even close that Gruden's are. I mean, the one thing that is being not discussed enough for my liking is that the whole reason this was discovered was because the NFL was going through 6,500 emails. Is 6,500 or 65,000? One of the two. Either way, a, a huge big number of emails. Yeah, uh, big, big number, as our former uh, president would say, bigly. Um, <laughs> this this was supposed to be an investigation into the toxic and terrible culture of the Washington, then Redskins, now football team, and Dan Snyder. And 
through uncovering all these emails, you see Bruce Allen, who was the GM of the Washington then Redskins during that time where John Gruden was talking to him a lot and, and uh, corresponding with him a lot about a lot of different things and DeMora Smith and there's some anti Goodell stuff. And he used a lot of terrible language offending the, the gay community and women and, the obviously african-american community and it's just like dude what are you doing so what i'm fascinated to see is what's next because obviously dan snyder he's only going to skate by for so long right i mean this is this has to be coming down the pike for him yeah and good for washington because he seems to be their uh their james dolan he really is their james dolan for john gruden he's never going to work in the nfl again he's probably never going to work in football again no, I don't know what job. Well, you said it perfectly, right? Enjoy that. Enjoy the millions of dollars because he ain't getting any money from anywhere else. And it just sucks, dude. I mean, guys are not what they claim. And we never were Gruden fans. as You've always said not welcome on the pod. We've never been a fan of him. We didn't like the hire. But you look back to some of the moves he made since coming back to the Raiders, and they were curious, but you definitely were – it makes a lot of sense now, right? Like he he fired the GM, the acting GM of the Raiders as soon as he came in, who was African American. Um, he got rid of that punter Marquise King or whatever I think that's his name because who you know they, he didn't like his personality. Well, that's you know code for we don't want this black kicker making this position about him. It's just a toxic culture all around. It's pretty amazing that uh, Carl Nassib, who came out as openly gay this summer, was playing for the Raiders. And I bet you he was only supported because he can execute on the field. Yeah, it's a tough scene. Uh, the Raiders and Mark Davis have a lot of cleaning up to do. It's it's brutal, man. And and what do you do? You think going forward that this is going to make the Raiders rally and get a little bit better? Or do you think that this was kind of the gut punch that's going to submarine their season? I think they're submarine. Yeah, me too. I don't see them being a good team. And they got off to a great start as well. Yeah, they were three and zero, and they were, they were looking like they were ready to take that next step. And, you know, so much for that, at least for now, this was probably one of the most fun games, if not the most fun game of the weekend, Tom chargers, Browns, Justin Herbert won 47-42. Yes, I say Justin Herbert won. This was a fucking shootout. You had Staley going for it on fucking fourth and four from his own 26-yard line in the third quarter. Uh, If you like high-scoring football, this was it. Yeah, and and Herbert's in that class with with Mahomes and Allen and Rodgers right now and Brady. Um, I think he proved that this game, he's a bad man, and – Listen, credit to the Browns. Their defense did not do anything, but this is one of the best offenses in the league they were going up against. But they, they hung with them. Um, they need to get Odell involved at some point. Let's let's do that. Um, but, man, this Chargers team, I don't know, bro. Let me ask you two questions. One, what is the situation with Odell and Cleveland? Is that something that needs to be fixed, or do they look to trade him by before the deadline? No, I think it's something that needs to be fixed. They need weapons out there with Jarvis being hurt and Hooper being hurt. Um, they need the weapons, and I think he's still trying to catch his footing. Second question is for the for the uh, L.A. Chargers standpoint. 
you talked about kind of where you thought Dallas was up in the NFC. Where do you put the Chargers right now in the AFC? I put them probably, I don't know, third or fourth best team. I still have the Chiefs and the and um, the Bills ahead of them. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, I was going to say probably three and four you would put any combination of the Chargers and Ravens. Yeah, I think the Chargers are better than the Ravens, and that'll be reflected in my picks this week. I love it. I was just going to say they're playing each other, but you already know that. Yeah, that was a fucking hell of a game. Um, just to see both offenses go toe-to-toe. And you see, there's something so nostalgic about how the Browns run the football. It's so ferocious, and they just run it down your fucking throat and say there's nothing you can do to stop us. Yeah, and they got the guys to do it. They sure do, man. They sure do. Um, the Cardinals are 5-0. and this was not a super easy game. They were home, and they beat the Niners 17-10. What did you take away from this game? Did they escape with this win, or was this actually a good game where they didn't play their best, but they were still found a way to get the dub? I think it's the second one. Kingsbury continues to impress, given that I I mean, he was, I set the bar pretty low for him at the beginning of the year. Um, and, and their defense is really good. Chandler Jones is having like an all-time year. They seem to have the guys in the right position, right? You even see like Isaiah Simmons running around as kind of that hybrid guy in the secondary and in the linebackers making big stops. Yeah, their linebackers are playing incredible. Buda Baker at the safety is great, and they're getting a lot of pressure as well. I mean, obviously they beat a Trey Lance, but listen, they, they did what they had to do. Kyler didn't have his best stuff, and they still got the W. What'd you take away from Trey Lance in this game? He looks like... A rookie, like big time. He doesn't look ready, but there's a lot of electric stuff there. Yeah, that's that's what I took away too. I think they can win some games with him, but I obviously think their best chance to win games is going to be with Jimmy G whenever he does come back. Um, the statement game of the weekend obviously came on the Sunday night game where the Bills beat the Chiefs 38-20. to And Tom, before I read some stats and kind of just – go over some of the incredible nature of the Bills in this game. I want to get your thoughts on what you saw Sunday night. I thought the Bills offense looked incredible and their defense is a cohesive unit. Um, I think that their defense can be beat, but with that offense, I don't see any team beating them. Um, And then as for the Chiefs on the other side, it's the opposite. That defense is going to lose a lot of games for them. They're bad this year. They are so bad. I mean, we saw what Philly did to them two weeks ago now. Um, they just ran right through that team. And I think this is going to be their Achilles heel. Uh, they don't. They can't get stops. And I, I haven't seen a team with Super Bowl aspirations look this bad on defense. Yeah, Mahomes can only do so much, and he's starting to get a little Chuck happy because he has to. I'm going to read this Josh Allen stat line for you and and tell you that this is probably, if they could script this every week, this team will maybe never lose a game. He was 15 of 26 for 315, three touchdowns, no picks. He had 11 rushing yards for 59 yards on the dot and a touchdown, especially that that one rushing touchdown. They spread everybody out, and then he just does a QB power up the middle through the linebackers. This has to be the recipe for success, right? I mean, he's making throws down the field, his escapability, the arm talent's there. 
if he has games like this where he can just show his legs a little bit, I don't know how there's a defense that can stop this team. Yeah, he's always going to show his legs, but it's just the thing that gets to me is the fact of how efficient he is. What did you say? He he only threw 26 times? Yeah. And he still broke off for 300-plus yards and three touchdowns? I mean, if he can be this efficient, he seems to get better every single year, then, yeah, they're never going to lose again. On the other side, Mahomes, he was 33 of 54, threw the ball 54 times for only 272 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Obviously, the game was a little out of hand, so he had to take some chances. But, Tom, I think we're finally starting to see a little chink in the armor with Mahomes. I mean, that magic is still there, but I know there were some drops on his side. Tyreek Hill early in the game dropped a ball that he catches 99 times out of 100. But he's not making plays with just magic anymore. And if they have any chance of actually getting to where they want to be, he has to have more efficient games than this. And he has not always had that this year. Yeah, he if they want to go where they want to go, which is the Super Bowl, then he has to carry the team. And honestly, I think this defense is going to be such a detriment to them that he's going to have to do too much, even too much for the best quarterback on the planet. And he's going to take too many chances and he's going to end up with two two interception three interception games because they're just playing two high safeties and picking them off like like nothing because they don't respect the run and this defense is that bad safe to say uh edward tillair has been a bust uh i don't know if i'd say bust okay he's not what they expected but he also wasn't a top five pick was he no no, he was their first rounder. I was right after the, he was their. The, I mean, he was any the last any the running round. back in the first round is silly in my opinion. Um, but I, I don't I don't know if he was a bust because he's he's been able to put up some numbers there. It's not yeah, like he's uh, um, Eddie Lacy or or something like that. Oh God, or uh, Trent Richardson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Cleveland. Um, Let's go to the Monday night game, which honestly was a tale of two halves. I mean, the Colts were kicking the living shit out of Baltimore in Baltimore, and I was like, wow, I did not expect this. And Wentz honestly looked really good for this game. Yeah, he did. Um, He was making a ton of plays in the first half, and then, listen, this is a soft spot for me. I had a 1% chance of losing. I had a 99% chance, according to Yahoo!, of winning until Monday night, and then the person I was playing had Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Oh, that's brutal. And I ended up losing. I scored the highest amount of points in the league this week, aside from the guy I was playing. He was down like 70, and he ended up beating me. Well, this might be how, Tom. Lamar in this game went 37 of 43 passing for 442 yards and four touchdowns. He had 335 of those yards in the second half, and he completed 86% of his passes and just for fun ran for 62 rushes, 62 yards. That got him 504 total yards in this game. He was unfucking stoppable and I give him so much credit for this reason and I want to get your thoughts on it too and I'm sure you're going to agree actually what was the whole comment on the Ravens right why they failed in the playoffs if you get them behind he's not capable of making the throws that he needs to 
to win games and come back. Well, that sure changed in, on Monday night. Yeah, man, he's he's definitely showing uh, signs of progression. And, I mean, the Ravens might be a lot better than we thought just because Lamar Jackson is turning himself into the quarterback that a lot of people didn't think he could be. I mean, those numbers, dude. I mean, those are numbers that the most accurate and precise passers of all time don't have. Yeah, that it was narrative a, that the, you can't throw is ridiculous. I'm done talking about this game. I don't want to think about it anymore. I'm so sorry to do it to you. <laughs> all right. Um, I guess. Do you want to make our picks now or talk college football first? Um, let's recap and make our picks real quick to put a bow on the NFL and then we'll let you sulk on college football and then I got to go to bed. Um, <laughs> yeah, sounds good. it is getting late. Uh, last week, Sean, you went two and two. Uh, last week I went two and one. First sperm bank loss, New England minus nine. What the fuck are you doing, Patriots? I guess they do suck. Um, I went two <laughs> and one. There was a push in there. Green Bay minus three. They won by three points. So I'm I went two and one. You went two and two. I get a game back on you in the loss column. I guess that's good. Um, let's make our. You had a second sperm bank pick. Yeah. Did you do two sperm banks last week? It, yeah, but we're not counting that towards the record, obviously. But yes, I did throw in an extra one with there. I jumped on Carolina with you. That was one of your losses. So I, I really I'm I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> but we're back all this good week. we're back this week okay so no jets so we're going to do the giants and then our two normal picks and then the monday night game i'll start with the rams at the giants the rams are a 10 and a half point favorite on the road in new york we don't know who's going to be starting in quarterback for the giants truthfully i don't think it matters even with uh shepherd coming back this week uh i'm going to take the rams uh, yeah i don't care the, the rams will win this game going away i'm right there with you you're going to watch a lot of this game I bought the Sunday ticket, so I should, and I probably will. I only get 17 games a year for your team. I, I think I'm going to. Um, second game for me, uh, we'll go right to the Monday night for that since we usually do the two locals. Bills at Titans. Uh, the Bills are only a five-point favorite on the road in Nashville. I don't give a shit where this team is playing right now. They're absolutely unstoppable. Uh, give me the Bills to cover this game and beat the Titans pretty easily. Agree with you there. I mean, if they were at home, they'd be an eight-point favorite. I think that's a little low, so I'm going to go with the Bills as well. I love it. All right, my third pick. I'm going up to Foxborough where the Cowboys are a four-and-a-half-point favorite at the New England Patriots. The Patriots let you down last week in Houston. I don't think this team's really all that good, to be honest with you. The Cowboys are. Um, I think they are going to put pressure on young Mac Jones. And I think they're going to sling the ball all over the yard. I have not been super impressed with this Patriots defense, and I like this Cowboys team a lot, no matter how much it pains me to say that. That's a good pick, my friend. That is a good pick. My my third pick, I am going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Another line that I'm kind of scratching my head about, I know they're in Chicago, um, but minus four and a half is just a little too low for me. I think uh, – Aaron Rodgers waste up for division games, especially against the Chicago Bears. Give me the Packers minus four and a half. Well, if you were looking to make our time go a little faster, that was my fourth pick. So, there you go. And I and I also picked the Packers to cover this game. Um, yeah, for all the reasons that you said. So I, I don't need to talk more about it. 
All right, sperm bank pick of the week. Being that I was three and zero, you boys should still have a little money left over from the sperm bank pick of the week. Technically, I was two and zero because the other game was a push as well. Uh, we never really push, and I've been I've already pushed twice this year. Um, two in a row, right? Yeah, two two. Uh, no, this sperm bank pick just straight lost, but I pushed. <laughs> I did push two weeks in a row on one of my on the uh, on Green Bay last week actually. I am going over to I, – I literally stared at Detroit for so long, but that that spread is not high enough. I really wanted to take the Lions, but I needed to be at least five and a half to do something like that. I'm going – I already alluded to it. I'm going to the Chargers game, believe it Ooh. or not. Yeah, the Chargers are – where are they? They are – Three. They're in Baltimore. Right? Yes, yeah, so they are going down to Baltimore. They are three-point underdogs against the Ravens. Ravens had a hard-fought game, overtime game. I think I think the Chargers can win this game. I really do. And, and if I the Chargers too. win this game, people are going to be going nuts over Herbert. They're going to be pulling their dicks out in public, um, <laughs> stroking it over him. He's the next guy. No. He's better than Mahomes. I said it. Um, You're not wrong, by the way. Yes. I think people are already ready to do this. Um, and I just think that they can win this game on the road, and I think they will. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. That's going to be a sexy-ass game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that one's going to be a lot of fun. And if the Chargers win this game, then people are going to be picking them to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I think, you know, if the Bills do what we expect them to do against the Titans. I mean, you, now you've got – you're probably going to say the two best teams in the AFC and possibly the, in the entire league uh, reside in Buffalo and L.A. Yeah, absolutely, man. And not the L.A. team you thought. No, although they're they're also very good. I mean, the AFC, as we know, is just so fucking top-heavy. You've got these two teams. You've got the Chiefs. And you pretty much from there, you're you're just not a hundred percent sure who the next best teams are, right? And, I mean, the AFC South is shit. So it's it's right now it's it's Buffalo, it's Kansas City, it's Baltimore, and the and the Chargers. Yeah, it, that that's a good order right there. So there you go. The NFC is a lot more wide open. Um, All right, Tom, we're going to do this uh, college football recap pretty quickly so you can get to sleep. I watched my Alabama Crimson Tide go down on a last-second field goal to then unranked Texas A&M for the first time. A former Saban assistant beat him, and I was not expecting this game, and I don't think you were either. No, I think I asked you last week how you felt about it. I said, Sean, they're playing A&M. I believe they're in College Station. Um, and, and you told me it was nothing to worry about. How you feeling? You know, I was obviously surprised and shocked. And even though A&M completely outplayed them, that second half did belong to Bryce Young in Alabama. It certainly doesn't ruin their opportunity to get back to the college football playoff, but it forces every other game from here on out to be a must win. And they're playing Um, my, uh, they're playing my guy, Mike Leach this week. And you're playing Mike Leach this week where anything can happen. Listen, Bama played well. Their defense did not. And their defense was very uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically gouged by uh, Zach. Um, 
by Zach Calzada, who yes. was a, not looking all that good through the first few weeks. But, man, he made some unbelievable plays in this game. Yeah, he was slinging the ball all over the yard. Uh, he seems to be a little more comfortable. He wasn't their starter at the beginning of the year. I believe their guy got hurt, right? Yep. Um, and, yeah, he looks a lot more comfortable. I think he was kind of highly recruited, so definitely has the skill. Um but yeah, I was happy to see your tide not roll. I'm sure you were. Yeah, Calzada was 21 of 31 for three touchdowns and 285 passing yards. Um, but yeah, this this Bama defense obviously has to get better. It has not been great this year. Um, and listen, I, I give A&M a lot of credit. They played a really, really sound football game. And Bryce Young, I mean, he threw for 370 yards and three touchdowns himself, but yeah, I, this this was the story of a really great A&M performance and a bad Alabama defensive performance. And as bad of a loss as it is, you know, A&M, I think, is going to end up – finish the year ranked. And this doesn't hurt Bama's chances. They just have to make sure that they go all the way to the SEC championship game and beat Georgia. No more losses, man. No more losses. Uh, Iowa beat Penn State. Iowa, that was a – three against four in the country and Iowa held on. They won 23, 20. This was exactly as you called it last week, Tom, a hard fought big 10 football game. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a fun game to watch until the end, but Iowa, Iowa took care of business and now they're number two in the country. They're so good. They're so physical. Yeah. I had a friend who obviously doesn't know as much about college football as I do. Who does? And he was talking about no Ohio. He was what? No one. No, You're no. the best. I'm the yeah, best. Right? And he was talking about Ohio State, and I was like, because he was like, oh, we don't have a college football team. Who are you a fan of? And I was like, well, the college I went to doesn't have a football team, but I I kind of half root for Mississippi State because my guy's there. Um, <laughs> so we have a big rivalry game this week, by the way, me and you. Um, That's right. And, I, and he was like, oh, well, I don't want to be an Ohio State fan. Because they're the best team in the uh, in the Big Ten, and I was like, "Are they?" Because I think there's like a couple teams that are better than them, including Iowa. I said I, Penn State is ranked in the top ten. I mean, this was a three-four matchup. Iowa, you have Iowa State. I mean, there's some teams. That, I don't know if Ohio well, Iowa State. Iowa State, State unfortunately is in the Big Twelve, but I'm sorry, that's all good. I, I mean, it's, that, I'm not going to kill you for that one. It's the same state. It's just confusing. It is confusing. It doesn't make sense. Ole Miss and Mississippi State are both in the SEC. Come on yeah, now. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, dude, this this was a great game, and it was defensively, you know, played very well, and the quarterbacks had to make a couple plays, and the quarterback for Iowa made one more than the QB for Penn State, and they made some big plays when they needed. Their running game finally came alive in the third quarter because it was dormant in the first half. Georgia routed Auburn 34-10. Don't need to talk about this game. Georgia is the number one team in the country right now for good reason. Cincinnati kept their uh, dominance alive. They killed Temple 52-3. Let's talk about the Red River rivalry played in the Cotton Bowl that you loved so much, and what an epic, epic choke job by the Longhorns. How, how, how are the spirits doing down there? Oh, bad. Bad? Bad. <laughs> bad. Jeez. It, well, they weren't great up here either. I did not want to talk to anybody after I lost that money. And I, I looked at the score at halftime. I kept checking, and Texas is up, this, that, and the third. Spencer Rattler gets benched for this guy that has a fucking bazooka. Just Caleb Williams. 
built in a lab to be a football player. Um, and if he if if Rattler gets benched one more time, he's done. Because this Caleb Williams, you just can't look away when this guy throws the ball. Man, he humps that thing. Um, it was a tough scene. It it really was. Their defense fell apart. Um, and they just folded like a cheap ten, as you said. That's right. Well, they had a great game plan against Rattler, and they really made him look terrible. And the Thompson, the quarterback for Texas, just could not be stopped. Obviously, um, obviously, the running attack was fucking great. And you were thinking, well, you know, Texas is just going to fucking kill this team. And they were up 28-7 at one point. And then slowly but surely, obviously, after the end of the second quarter, Oklahoma makes the QB switch to Caleb Williams, who is a former five-star recruit, and he was the number one dual-threat quarterback coming out of high school. And, I mean, man, I don't know how you can give the the ball back to fucking Spencer Rattler after this. And the worst thing about Spencer Rattler, I don't know if you watched the end of this game as you were crestfallen a little bit, but he was not cheering on Williams. He was not seen with the team. No, everybody says All he's a me things. guy. He, he won't be there. He'll be a transfer. I totally agree. He'll go to like some like mid tier sec school. Like he might go to like, I don't know. Maybe you'll maybe, maybe Arkansas, maybe you're maybe Mike Leach gets a hold of him and opens it up. But yeah, everything about Spencer Rattler is, is bad. And I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole. If I was a quarter, if I was an NFL team, even next year after he transfers, um, Caleb Williams came in and went 16 for 25 for 212 yards and two TDs. And that catch by Mims down the sideline that tied the game up was just fucking remarkable. So I give OU a lot of credit. Yeah, I'll give them credit. They got some weapons as well. Um, ready to move on? Yeah. Michigan squeaks by Nebraska. They're number eight. Uh, Michigan does nothing for me. Me neither. You want to give your quick thoughts on uh, Ohio State, who you picked to lose as an upset, winning 66-17? Yeah, that's my bad. Uh, I thought it was a preseason <laughs> college basketball game, and Maryland's got a pretty good team this year, so that – I got my sports confused. Obviously, I wouldn't have made that pick if it was football. Oh, of course not. Listen, <laughs> I, I I give you credit. You you weasel your way out of explaining things and excuses in, in a lot of different ways. This might be your most creative. Uh, Michigan State beat Rutgers 31-13. Ole Miss in a hell of a game beat Arkansas 52-51. Yeah, we knew – we I highlighted that one last week. We knew it was going to be fun. Um, they squeak by Lane Kiffin, huh? Lane Kiffin, Lane fucking Kiffin. He was going nuts, and I had to make Corral, Matt Corral, the quarterback for Ole Miss. When it's all said and done, man, he might A, win the Heisman, and B, he might be the first quarterback chosen. He is really fucking good. Yeah, he's got a got a good arm, good poise. Um, I haven't really watched him that much, but I did see the highlights from this game, and I watched a little bit of it. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a decent quarterback, whatever. Yeah, him and him and uh, him and uh, Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati are probably the two yeah, quarterbacks that impressed me most. And I, love, really I, I really hope Cincinnati makes it this year. Me too, man. Me too. I mean, they just got to they just got to keep going. They, they got, they got their that they needed. <laughs> I think they can get in. Uh, 
I think they can get in without the help of Alabama. Last two here, Kentucky kept their winning alive. They beat LSU 42-21, and Arizona State, Repping the big tw- or the Pac-12 and Tom, they did exactly to Stanford as you predicted. Stanford got the win against Oregon. They lay down and lose 28-10. Yep, college football expert. I want to highlight one game for next week before we go. Georgia, Kentucky, man. I mean, I think Georgia rolls Kentucky and they lose that number eleven next to their name. But where is that game being played? Uh, I believe it's in Georgia. Okay, yeah, that definitely changes things. Yeah, I. They're both six and O teams. Um, I mean, they're both in the SEC East, right? Yeah. Listen, I, I think Georgia absolutely rolls this team. Whatever the spread is, go with it. I agree with you. I think uh, Kentucky's going to get a dose of reality, but you got to give them a shit ton of credit for what they've done so far. They've this been year. good the last couple years. Good team. Yeah, they have. They've kind of come out of obscurity in that in that division so we'll see uh we'll see what ends up happening but that is probably the game worth highlighting and then our rivalry game between alabama and mississippi state yeah that spreads probably what 20 probably i have i didn't see one other game that looks good this week is um Texas gets to host, actually host, Tom. They're going to be playing in, in Austin. Um, they're good. playing Oklahoma State, who's ranked 12th. Yes, so Texas, who's down to 25, has an opportunity to beat your former favorite team, uh, Go Pokes. No more Go Pokes for me. No more Go Pokes. Well, that's all that we have. That's all I have for you, Tom. You all set? Yeah, man, I'm good to go. I uh, Got anything good on the weekend? Did you catch many the Saints in Newark? Many Saints in Newark, whatever the name is. Have not watched. Did not have time oh this weekend. God. I didn't have time, oh bro. God. The Yankees are done, bro. It's preseason basketball. Make us make time on a Saturday. I was out on Saturday, man. Oh, I was watching college football. All yeah. right, bro. All I right. Yeah, weeknights. Find some time. I'll make time, but I'm not going to rush it. I'm not. I'm not okay. going to set aside and try to fall asleep and get tired during it. I'm going to be making sure that. that I set aside that time to watch it because I really do want to watch it. And after you gave your review, I've heard that a lot of other people talk about how good it is too. So it, it is on my list. I will be watching. Well, you found out how Uncle Dicky got killed already. That's right. Yeah, you 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 nailed it. So I have that spoiler to look forward to. And then we got an NBA preview to do. Tom, opening night is uh, Tuesday. Yes, we do. We'll discuss that off the pod, my friend. Anything good for the weekend? Not too much planned, man. Not too much planned right now. We'll kind of see where it goes. Maybe some live music. Uh, the weather's Whoa. finally going to cool down this weekend. So we'll see what's going on. How about you? Just getting things figured out in the apartment. No, Michaela and I are both away this weekend. She's headed down to Charleston, um, and oh. I am headed up to uh, Oneonta. Wow! Yeah, there's a there's a top top ten, top five New York public course up there. My friends want to get out there and play it before the season's over. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll send you a picture of uh, Jeter's plaque. Hey, please do, man. That should be a lot of fucking fun. Enjoy enjoy that weekend. Yes, sir. All right. Well, everybody, enjoy the rest of the week. It is hump day, so we're halfway there. Um, Sean, what are um, you going to say? You, know, you can't say Roll Tide this week. I can't say Roll Tide, and I can't say Hook'em Horns as a bandwagon supporter of that team, so I'll just say 
Yeah, I'll talk to you next week. All right, man.